Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 5 of A New Voice of Freedom, written by Ronald Keith Messer. This podcast is taken from a series of books written under the banner In Defense of Christianity. Podcast 2, Argument for the Existence of God, Episode 21, is entitled Conscience. Is there such a thing as a bad conscience? Certainly, there is such thing as a misguided conscience, if we choose to call good evil and evil good. Lucifer, not God, is the father of lies. In John 8, we read, Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. God, on the other hand, is the fountain of truth, is taught so beautifully in the book of John. John fifteen twenty six. But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. John sixteen thirteen through 14 Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. John seventeen sixteen through 17 They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. John 14.6 Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. 1 John 4.6 We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. We need to separate conscience from the desires of the heart and the wants of the body. It is the desires of the heart, not the conscience, that is bad. Conscience is related to perceptions of truth. Conscience doesn't create values. Conscience classifies our pre-existing values and acts upon our own perceptions. Truth comes from God, not conscience. That is why on this spinning world, there is no greater quest than the search for truth. Truth is taught in the Holy Scriptures. Conscience can be no more accurate than the truths we have. In other words, conscience acts on things we already believe are wrong. Therefore, we need to guard the source of our truth. Truth self-exists. All truth is taught by the Spirit of Christ and the Holy Ghost. Truth is related to God. Conscience is related to our desires for truth. If our desires are righteous, then our conscience will be righteous. If our desires are evil, then our conscience will be evil, else agency could not exist. 
The purpose of true apostles and prophets is to teach us the truths of God, hence the Holy Scriptures. The purpose of conscience is to provoke us to follow our perceptions of truth. It is as important to guard our conscience as it is to seek truth. Safety is in truth, not conscience, unless conscience is guided by truth. The purpose of conscience is to keep us on the straight and narrow path. It provokes us to repentance but it can be no more effective than the truths we know. You should not work on conscience to improve conscience. That is society's way of dealing with guilt. It only leads to confusion and bypasses the real problem. You work on desire. If you align your desires with the desires of God, then conscience will improve on its own. The Holy Ghost validates truth. The Holy Ghost responds to truth. Truth is the only solution to a healthy conscience. Seek truth, and everything else will fall into place. When someone does something bad, we say they have no conscience. But it is not the conscience that is bad. It is their values that are bad. For years, I have studied organized crime and the figures of organized crime. With the help of YouTube, I have watched hundreds of interviews with confessed murderers. A theme emerges. Many say they have no guilt over the murders they committed. Yet those same murderers confessed they felt guilt over betraying the mob. So what is guilt attached to? It is attached to the value system held by the individual. That value system could come from tradition, culture, environment, gangs, religion, family. It has many influences. Guilt is no indication of right and wrong. Guilt is an indication of one's perceptions of right and wrong. In other words, If your desires are good, then your conscience will provoke you to do good. If your desires are evil, then your conscience will provoke you to do evil. It is the Spirit of God that entices us to do good, and God works through our conscience when we allow it. He will not, however, violate our agency. He allows us to have our desires, even if those desires are evil. Satan also uses conscience and he is at his most effective when men call good evil and evil good. It is the spirit of Satan that entices us to do evil. We can tell the difference between the inspiration of God and the inspiration of Satan. The Holy Ghost gives us that sweet feeling when we follow God's commands, allowing conscience to peacefully sleep. Conscience only awakens when we violate our perceptions of good and do what we perceive as evil. Conscience provokes us to repent and to change our course. Without conscience, this world would be an awful place. However, we are the guardians of our conscience. It is the nature of the natural man to want power over others. Those who relegate their conscience to a cause, or to a movement, or to a person, or to an organization, or to anything external to oneself, one has forfeited the most sacred right he has, that of agency and free will. Sometimes people are misled by evil leaders. Sometimes they mislead themselves. Sometimes they simply justify their evil desires by calling evil good and good evil. Nothing is ever simple. However, we must train our conscience by seeking truth. Not the truths of man, but the truths of God. God deals in absolutes. Truth never changes, but opinions of truth do, Jesus said. Matthew seven twenty one. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many people lack truth, but few people lack conscience. 
When we say that a person has no conscience, we usually mean that their value system is different from our own. Man may lie, cheat, steal, torture, murder, etc., thinking they are doing good. Man may even commit murder thinking he is serving God. Conscience, like an awakened lion, raises its roaring head as soon as one breaks his own code of ethics, for example. Some can look dispassionately on the torture of a human being, but fall into a fury over the torture of an animal or the abuse of the environment. We see this even in our political climate today, as some call for incivility against those who disagree with their cause. Some even encourage in mob violence and personal attacks. By removing religion from our land, we remove the idea of absolute moral standards and have to rely upon the sliding ethics of society. The force of law must take its place. Where conscience is weak, the police force must be strong. A good conscience depends upon absolutes. Otherwise, conscience will become confused. A mushy conscience, like a mealy melon, is unsavory. Where morals are relative, conscience becomes uncertain. Conscience always depends upon confidence in law. Where confidence in law decreases, the accuracy of conscience decreases. People, even of high moral character, do not mind breaking unjust laws. And often, when people feel oppressed by their government, they violate the laws of that government in quiet insurrection. Some excuse theft because they have been robbed. Some excuse violence because they have had violence executed against them. Revenge is often confused with justice. One of the great threats to our freedom today is that many of our leaders have separated their personal values from their political values. In their personal lives, some may follow the Christian values of their youth. But in their public lives, they follow the party line, hook, line, and sinker. In other words, they may personally oppose abortion on religious grounds, but in their public positions, they will require doctors to perform abortions on political grounds, even against their own conscience, thus freeing themselves from moral responsibility. They live like good citizens, but they allow the party platform to govern their decisions, which affect the lives of others. They assuage their own conscience by claiming fidelity to their religious beliefs, yet they attempt to rule the conscience of a nation by taking away their right to choose. Regardless of personal beliefs, we are allowing our government to remove all Christian values from our nation, all in the name of liberty. Some leaders try to prevent Christians from following their own conscience. It is very common today for political leaders to call anyone immoral who does not agree with their philosophy. In other words, they relegate their conscience to a cause at the expense of our liberty. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.